0: pending the outcome of a forensic investigation. The suspension follows an urgent intervention by Finance Minister Malusi Kikaba and his counterpart at the Department of Public Enterprises, Lynn Brown. And this comes after Eskom faced a threat from the Development Bank of South Africa to recall its 15 billion rand loan if no action was taken against Singh and other Eskom officials responsible for the beleaguered Paris Statals qualified audit opinion. For more on this, uh, we are joined now by Chris Yellen Uh, But I must just say, before we speak to Chris, we had confirmed um, uh, an interview last night with Kulani Koma, who is the ESCOM board spokesperson. Uh, That has subsequently fell through somewhere uh, between last night and this morning. Uh, We have been trying. Anyone whom we can get in touch with at ESCOM to no avail, Uh, but we do believe this to be a very important story and a very important conversation, Uh, so we won't uh, just let it slide. Uh, We have invited uh, Chris Yelland, uh, who is uh, an electrical engineer, publisher, and, of course, energy expert, to speak to us this morning. Chris, thanks for speaking to us at such short notice.
1: Uh, Good morning, and uh, no problem at all. It's a pleasure to be on your show.
0: Now, let's start with Anoch Singh's suspension. Um, and again, this being Eskom, uh, we can't take the wording for granted, given what has happened previously. Um, and it seems as though he's on special leave or precautionary suspension. What's your understanding of what's actually going on with Anoch Singh?
1: Well, of course, it's been a long time coming, and it's long overdue. Um, Mr. Anosh Singh is at the very centre of uh, massive uh, mismanagement, uh, fraud, and uh, misgovernance uh, at Eskom, uh, and uh, he, somebody needs to be accountable. And when it comes to three billion rand of um, unauthorized expenditure that cannot be accounted for, for which there is no documentation, uh, which received a qualified audit uh, by um, Eskom's auditors and was referred to the audit regulator. The chief financial officer of of, of the organization is the person responsible. Uh, And so finally, he has been held accountable. The sad thing, of course, uh, and the very disturbing thing, is that it was not the board that suspended uh, Mr. Singh. It was not the board that held him accountable. It was the lenders uh, uh, of money to Eskom uh, that finally called Eskom in and demanded. Uh, that something should be done. Financial institutions have heavy burdens of responsibility in the way they do business, and it's only right that they should uh, expect the same uh, responsibilities uh, and, and, and accountability uh, from the people that they finance and lend money to. So, yes, it's sad that the ESCOM board did nothing. Only a week ago, the ESCOM board said that Mr. Singh had been uh, looked at and his actions checked and that there was nothing that he needed to be held accountable for. Uh, But the lenders felt very, very differently. Uh, And and in fact, Eskom is in breach of some of its uh, uh, lending uh, contracts, uh, and, and the lenders expect that something must be done.
0: And um, the Development Bank of South Africa, if we uh, can just look at their strike there for a moment, the seriousness of that action, Chris, because if they uh, choose to um, uh, 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 strike against ESCOM, then others might follow.
1: That's the point. And that's why uh, Minister Gigaba gets drawn into this and calls in uh, the Minister of Public Enterprises and lays it on the line. And I think it's also very disturbing that Minister Brown seems to take absolutely no action on her own and only takes action. Say, for example, in the case uh, of Mr. Malefi and his resignation, you know, there was a, a whole team of ministers and ANC met and, and actually read the Minister the Right Act and told her what she had to do. And it seems that this is, uh, the same situation occurred with Minister Gigaba calling in Minister Brown and telling her what she had to do, and then she goes to the board and tells the board what they have to do And then the board finally act. This is not the way we expect uh, governance to operate in this country.
0: And just a final question on this. The board has, of course, also approved huge bonuses uh, for um, Arnaud Singh, amongst others. Uh, You know, how does this then impact on that sort of decision? Well,
1: this is just part of the concerns uh, that I'm sure uh, the the lenders have. Uh, When they see the people that they are lending money to for specific purposes and specific conditions, and they see this money being looted uh, by people who's giving themselves outrageous bonuses, by outrageous pension payouts. If you can call it a pension payout, we still have to figure out exactly what it is. Uh, th- these are symptoms of a complete breakdown in, in, in governance and due process. Uh, and it, it, it is really shocking um, that ESKIM's bonuses, uh, you know, get racked up uh, to, to, to extremely high levels. At a time when Eskom's uh, profitability is under threat, you know it, it, the operating company, uh, Eskom's operating company, actually posted a loss for this year's financials. Uh, that loss would have been considerably less, and in fact would not have been a loss uh, had Eskom decided, in view of the circumstances, not to give bonuses. So it's a, sign, it's a kind of a, a sign of the kind of recklessness that we see at executive and board level. And in my opinion, uh, this board is completely out of control, and only seems to act, uh, you know, when, when others hold it to account, when its job is to hold Eskom to account.
0: Chris Yellen, we thank you for your the time this morning. And, of course, I think we need to make more time.